not a chapstick guy. Am I? Yeah, you're not. Nope. No. I don't do any of that stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm a chapstick I'm guy. A, I'm a uh, low maintenance. Low maintenance guy. I, 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 uh, I find that I do, like I said, I do a little bit of cream once in a while on my eyes. She gets drier because you're no, old. No, just a, I know it's a youth thing. You can you can keep your skin like nice. it's good for your skin. Supple. But, and I only did it because it was um, when I was shaving. I found like sometimes I'd get yeah. rashy. Yeah, rashy. Not That's bad, right. but I would do. Uh, <laughs> but I, I found when I did it on my eyes, like it kept my. I I I don't have wrinkles, but yeah. it keeps me just a little bit younger. Nice. So and then I'm I'm like low maintenance after that. It's uh, see, I'm super high maintenance, but I am privately. Yeah. So it's like. I try to make it not affect other people's lives. Yeah. But I got like, I'm the most prepared person for all situations. Like I got a, I got a chapstick and a floss in my pocket at all times. <laughs> yeah. Well, floss is good. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, it just applied the lipstick. Well, so. no, not, not anyways. We're going to keep uh, talking about this. Oh, you like this? Uh, okay, go ahead. Well, because now that you brought it up, uh, I, 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 I'm real sensitive to having like an odor, like oh. bad odor. So deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. And then huge. of course. <laughs> Of course. Well, well, guy well it's actually guy not, a, of course, man. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I know. And uh, But I'm not like this guy. Like, you know, uh, and, and I think you do it once in a while as you get into the organic stuff where there's no chemicals and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I, don't, fine. I don't care about that. But, I, I mean, whatever. Uh, what was the other thing that... Oh, so when I went out and shaved after my workout, um, I can. it's bothering me right now because that's cheap uh, shaving cream. Yeah. And I know that you could probably smell it. Yeah. Because I can smell it and I can't stand it, so I don't. I never, ever, ever. Oh, wear you don't cologne. like smelling it. No, I don't ever want to smell like a like a, a cologne scent. or anything. So I oh, okay. never ever wear it. Don't wear chains. Don't wear jewelry. Okay, I like, like I, I wear. Feel like you're attacking me right now. Yeah, I am attacking <laughs> you. I got. I, I wear my whoop, and that's the only jewelry. I got, if you I got a chain. It. I wear yeah. cologne. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got your Mr. T starter yeah, kit Mr. on. T, I know. Yeah. People, people have never seen this before. It's a thick one. It's thick. Yeah. So before we get into my first thing that I wanted to say, um, we got a new logo. Oh, cool. yeah, I loved it. It's it actually took sick. some time to put that together. I know, right? it did. It took some time. I think it looks sweet. So I, I updated the social channels. I'm going to put it on the website, uh, too, so people can see it. So uh, if you have any comments or feedback on that, feel free yeah. to let me know because I'm pretty fired up, but I think it looks cool. Yeah. Um, we still got membership sites going, so people that want to join, you can go do that. We're getting some a lot of good questions, a lot yeah, of good are. questions. And uh, one actually came, the one that I'm going to, the reason I wanted to do a nutrition podcast today is because of the question okay. I got from one of the members who's a kid. Oh, good. He's a kid. He's, that's, uh, that's encouraging. He that's plays nice. U18. I think he's from New Jersey. Okay. And uh, he was kind of the guy that inspired me. I wrote back to him like a nice email of just like he was asking about nutrition. I wrote some yeah. resources out for him. And uh, and it's good. So it's nice. It's a good resource, man. If you go on there and you remember, you got you got some good, some good help. We'll be around to help answer your questions and all that stuff. So before we get to that, interesting thing happened on the weekend for the first time okay. that I was telling you about. I got stopped in public for the first time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so we, I go to I go to Chick Fil A with with uh, my Christine. I know. Okay, so first of all, first of all, not worth it. We both ended up rating it like a seven and a half out of ten. Like not not really worth it. So seven out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten in the like how good is it realm? Okay, but like you're comparing it to like other fast food things. Fast food. Yeah. Okay. Like in the realm of and is shit it fast food? food. Yeah, it's fast food. Yeah. It's so like, like if you order chicken sandwich, you get fries yeah, and KFC, stuff. Yeah, KFC. It's like that. Right. So, so tastes fine. Tastes fine. Not worth it. But anyways, as we're walking out, actually, when we're walking in first, there was a group of kids, teenagers behind us in line. And 
they're kind of punkish seeming. So I was already like on guard with these this group of kids behind us, right? Because I don't yep. know what they're doing. Yeah. So as we're leaving, two of the two of the boys that were sitting at a table near us, they stopped me and they go, "Hey, do you do TikToks?" They just like yelled it out as I'm walking by, yep. and I was like, "Yeah, I do TikToks." I had the PowerTech hat on, or whatever. So I talked to them for a sec. So when they first commented, I was like super taken off guard, first of all, because that's I just wasn't ready to for yeah. a comment like that. Yeah. And then second, I was like insecure because I'm in Chick Fil A. Like I go, I very <laughs> like I was like I was like I barely, I very infrequently yeah, eat yeah. fast food. Yeah. I'm like that was somebody stops me and I'm like not living the persona. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even though I very infrequently go. So yeah. anyway, so I had a little bit of that insecurity when they first called me out and I was like shit like, whatever <laughs> right yeah but anyways this is just I wanted to touch on this because it was actually important um on the topic of like making a first impression yeah. and how important a first impression is yeah so because I was caught off guard by these kids I talked to them for maybe 25 seconds and it was fine but I didn't do it I didn't do a good job trying to connect with these kids that are like they're go they went on a limb say hi and talk well, to hey me for I recognize a second. you and because I was taken off guard, I just asked them. I was like, oh, yeah, did you, did, was it my face or the hat that, it, that you recognize or whatever? They're like, oh, kind of both. We both follow you and like your stuff, whatever. And I was like, oh, sweet. Thanks for watching. That was it. But I didn't engage with them at all. So I, I should have asked them, what's your name? Where do you guys play? Some, a couple of questions about just what their life is like and yeah. get to know them for five seconds. Yeah. And because I was kind of taken off guard, I kind of just left. I didn't, I didn't stay to entertain the idea I was in a hurry to keep it moving because I I was just off guard. So, so now if these guys go and tell someone, Hey, we met this guy that does the TikToks that we follow with their group of friends or whatever. And they say, Oh, how was he? They'd be like, Oh, he was fine. Like talk to us for I know. a couple seconds. And it's like blown opportunity. I had a good yeah. opportunity there to, to try to make a connection with these guys. Yeah. And now they could have, they could easily walk away. To me, it seemed like it was just fine. But to them, it could have been like, well, he wasn't enthusiastic. He was kind of a dick. He was kind of in a hurry to leave or, yeah or whatever. And it was just like, boom, blown opportunity right there. So I wanted to bring that up because of how important the first impression is. And that was just yeah. a failure on my end. And it doesn't matter what the reason is, because now I might never see those kids ever again now, you yeah. know? And so if they follow, because I don't know what channels they follow. I don't know if it's the PowerTech one or if it's my personal one with yeah. the fitness stuff. But if, yeah. if you're the two guys I saw at Chick-fil-A, and uh, sorry for my behavior, but if you want to reach well, out, send me a message, I'll so, talk to you guys. But you can see how like... It's 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 actually very hard to um, because you are who you are and uh, you're just giving information and then you put that into a um, when you're actually a celebrity or someone that's actually famous like they get that all the time yeah so it's not really fair for people to say he's such a dick yeah I mean yeah. you know imagine if uh, Mark Messier or just a, you're a, a local pretty good hockey star in your junior ranks walks in and they, they've got to be so enthusiastic to everybody. Yeah, yeah. But you, you should be. You yeah. should be like, because if people recognize you, it's it's at least like, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for watching. I know you right. did that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then you can't give 40 minutes to every person you meet. True. So True. it's hard. And I've, I've done that several times, man. Like, like I, I've been in Florida. I've been like all over. Like, well, you know I, me. But I see people, I people come up to you to talk to you all the time. Yeah, so right? I was in Sweden one time and someone's talking. Hey, hey. I'm like, well, but you learn. Yeah. You yeah. learn. And then, but then you, but then there's that line where you're, you're just giving too much. Yeah. And, you know, you know, because if, if you're really nice, like in the beginning, you're always trying to be really nice. So, yeah. Yeah. If you ever need anything, here's my number. Next thing you, know, you got people calling you. Yeah, and it's like, right. there's a fine line uh, yeah. because at the end of the day, do people actually give a rip about you? 
do they actually care? They just notice right. it. So, but you, you did fine, and you're going to get that a lot. And speaking on that note, uh, I don't. I think I said it last week, or maybe it was our, in our conversation. Is um, we finally got to go see my son play again, and the Guelph Storm. My, f- I love them so much. And Luca Perfaka's family was there, so really, really super, super family. They want to get together when they come down to Windsor next time, and we're shooting the shit. But uh, his his brother. Uh, uh, he said, he mentioned this to me before, but he, he he just says he loves our our uh, podcast. He says I absolutely love it, and he explained it to me. I didn't really get it, but he goes, Charlie was on the team. Well, like it was preseason, and it was the home opener, I believe, and you came to the home opener in Guelph, and he saw me, and he goes, I know that guy, I know that guy, I know that guy, and then when he saw you, he made the connection. He goes, those guys do the podcast, and he, they mentioned Guelph. Oh, without. Charlie, like without even knowing he, Charlie was he, connected. He didn't know oh, Charlie Packwet, cool. Golf Storm, Andy, all that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Eric Powertech, he had no idea. <clears throat> so he said, uh, "That's when he came up to me and he said, oh, you guys do that podcast.'" He goes, "Yeah, I love it.'" So he uh, he has a lot of a lot of his buddies reading, uh, listening to it. That's cool. And uh, we talked about it. He said it's just like really, really good information. He re- just really enjoys it. So it was nice. But so we talked about our podcast a little bit. And, you know, asked him. Um, what he liked about it and all that stuff. And um, um, anyways, it was nice and enjoyable. But yeah, you, you could walk in the rink and the Philadelphia Flyers scout could be there. And if he looks at your hair and it looks like you combed it with a ham sandwich, <laughs> and you, 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 you've got the, you, that ties to the, I tied the knot when I was seven and you're still wearing the same tie without fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> you look sloppy and, yeah. and, and it may not do anything, but it's always better around, to look yeah. like you're a professional. Yeah. And then you do this, you know, keep it high and tight or whatever, clean it up so that when someone looks at you, they say that kid's got it together. And um, because right now it's the, everyone's got the hair like uh, they're the drummers, for, they're the drummer for the turtles, right? Yeah. Uh, bad haircuts. And uh, but and it might be the cool thing. But if I'm a, if I'm a GM, I look at that. I actually do. Or so it's a first impression thing. I do too, man. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I wanted to bring that up too, because it's not like I'm not saying we're celebrities or anything. But it's about the first impression thing, right? It's like uh-huh. <clears throat> I talked to these kids for 25 seconds and had a chance to make sure that they think PowerTech's this legit, yeah. great place, and the people there are great and whatever. And I'm not gonna say I blew it because it was fine and it wasn't ne- a negative experience or anything, <clears throat> but I had a chance to make a connection with these kids. You know, and that's what we try to do. That's that's what we're trying to do. And I felt like I didn't do that afterwards when we walked out. I was like, man, I don't I don't like how I talk to those kids. I could have given given them a little bit more time or, or yeah. whatever. And it's important because now that was their yeah. first interaction with me. You yeah. know, and so they walk away from that and they think whatever they're gonna think about it now. You know, yeah. so it's important. Yeah. It's important, man. It could be yeah. you know the first day that you go into class at school. It could be when you're out for dinner with your family. It could be what wherever whatever you're doing, the suit you're wearing, the haircut you have. Yeah. It's just always better to make sure that you're presenting yourself yeah. the way you would want to present yourself, yeah. you know, because it just takes one person to interpret something a way you don't want to. And that yeah. might be the difference of missing an opportunity or losing a customer or yep. someone thinking you're an idiot or whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah. all I want to bring that up for. Yeah. I had one more question for you. Is that okay? Sure. Uh, you said Iserman was your favorite player, right? Yep. All, all time? All time. Okay. Anybody else? Who else did you really enjoy watching? Um... But it's like far and away, Iserman. Like there's no really no one close. And why? Um, I kind of liked. Well, I that's liked, a great answer. <clears throat> yeah, I liked how he played because he was one. Of, he's one of the all-time best. Yeah. From an offensive perspective, but I liked his story too. I remember learning about uh, when Scotty Bowman took him 
when he was a young player and was saying like, hey man, if you want to be a leader, if you want to win a Stanley Cup, it's not just about your goals. You oh, got to learn how to play. You got to learn how to play both ways. Yeah. And then he did, but he didn't. Right. He he probably I, I don't know how that worked, but he he took that to heart. That's right. He well, and that's how the story the winning, goes. Like yeah. I wasn't even born yet yeah. when this happened, yeah. right? So yeah. that's how the story goes. Yeah. So I was just inspired by the story. Yeah. And uh, obviously, there's less significant things. Like he plays for Detroit. That's across the border, and I grew up watching the Red Wings and whatever. But it was it was mostly for that reason. And then as he got older when he was starting to have injury problems, he was still in the yeah. fight, yeah. you know? And I, that's, I think that's what I liked about him. And, and then on top of that, the way that he presented himself, like he's very professional, he was polished, he was never in any controversy, he would talk to the media, he seemed like a, a decent guy, um, gave people the time of day type of stuff. And uh, I think that's, that's probably my, my reasons for that. It wasn't, and it wasn't even like... Uh, anything in particular about yeah. his skill set right. or I, I just appreciated that he was a just good player, a but it was just his, the persona that he had, like he mm-hmm. was a respected leader in the league. I liked the story. I liked that he was a dominant offensive player, but then turned into this leader. It was, it's kind of along the lines of Crosby probably where he comes in as a flashy guy yeah. and then settles into that leadership role where now yeah. he's not necessarily the guy that's running everything left and right, but he's the presence that the team needs or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That that was my perspective on it when I was a kid, at least. Anyways, yeah. So is that That's a cool. long answer to a short question? No, no. I I, I wanted to hear that okay. because I got I was I was just thinking I wanted to hear that, and uh, because I'm a skills guy, this is surprises a lot of people. But for me, my favorites were like I you know who's my first one? Well, I usually say Wayne Gretzky. No, not my favorite. Not your favorite? No, my favorite I offensive player. I loved Wayne Gretzky's because he could change a game. But Wendell Clark, Cam Neely, Rick Tockett. No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I love, I love it. That'd be surprised to a lot of people. Maybe not Wendell so much, but I love a player that. Where were the other two? Wendell Clark, uh, Cam Neely, and Rick Tockett. Cam Neely, wow, eh? All of That's them. That's an answer you don't get very often. No, I love that type yeah. of player. Those guys can play at any any era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're physical. Yeah. They'll fight. They can score. They can play. Yeah, they're a little intimidating. Bit yeah. yeah, any type of game they're there. I just, I still love. It. And then what I liked about them so much. Is that you know there would be several games, you know if if you know if Wendell took his hands off in the box or the gloves off in the box, you'd see his knuckles, and they were just like, just beat up, and you know how much it hurts, but he's still out there playing, could skate, could shoot a puck, he'll just hammer people, and stand up for it. He was five eleven, oh. right? You'd see him. You'd, there'd always be a trickle of blood somewhere. Cam Neely was the same thing, right? That big body just buckling people with hits, yeah. getting shots on that, driving the net, making plays, back-checking, right? blocking shots, Rick Tockett, same thing. These guys always have like a cut somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's that's what a hockey player looks like. Yeah. Now, on the, on the other side of it, there was Wayne Gretzky because he was just like a masterpiece out there, like just a chess game for him, right? I, you'd watch him and you'd just go... <laughs> What the yeah, heck? Just, just outthink everyone? What was he? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like all the time, right? And then, I'll, I'll give you my all-time favorite after. Uh, my my current favorite players, like I'm talking in the last 10 years, Giant. is 100% Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Because remember I talked about a few episodes ago about like, you know, how to get to another level and stuff. And I said that second effort. Well, Sidney works on those little 
those little things and he's like obviously incredible like he's incredible people mm-hmm. say he's a baby he's not like what well, maybe yeah. he is whatever yeah but i love the way he plays hockey he plays it hard he he is a a point getter that is a also can grind yeah. and it's that second effort i just love seeing him going through that second effort and uh he's that leader on that team and it's just the work that he puts in so i like that i love tom wilson because that's that's the modern day cam neely wendell clark right yeah Runs guys over, stands up for himself, scores goals and all that stuff. So that's I, I love that type of a player. My all-time favorite player, you'll never guess if I give you 300 guesses, is Vladimir Krutov from the oh, you know what? USSR. I might have guessed that. Yeah? I might have actually guessed that. You've said that before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've yeah. said that to me before. Yeah, yeah Krutov. Love, I love the way he played. Fast, five foot eight. He was built like... Uh, Fire hydrant? Like, uh, a fire hydrant, but I think he might have been built like a melted wax candle as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like later, like when he yeah, came to yeah, Vancouver yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But this guy, he had that bad bucket, right? Yeah. Looked like a lunch pail on his head <laughs> and bad teeth, and, yeah. and, and, uh, and, but could just, just play. And he yeah. was so skilled and, he, and, and tough, not like the NHL tough, but it was just that. Could handle the beating kind that, of thing? That green line. Russian five US that or that that top line and just could play hard and they didn't have emotion, right? It didn't seem like that emotion. It was just like next shift, they get hit, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going, down three nothing, then they're tied three three. Like yeah, he was uh cool. I, I loved watching him play. Speed, skill, tough, yeah. yeah. And well, a bad nose, just an ugly freaking <laughs> schnoz on him. You know? Well when I was a kid, I don't I didn't really value I wasn't taught to value the toughness element of the game. I, right. I, that wasn't something that was ever taught to me. And that's probably why I I didn't, not that I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to the guys that had more of the physical element. Yeah. I do much more now because that was stuff I started to adopt in my own game later on. Yeah. And that's something that's missing from the game now. So it seems more valuable to me. Yeah. But that's why I went more towards a guy like, Eiserman, where he was like a point guy, scorer guy, but also a leader and would win the face off and block the shot and do this kind of he stuff. He was tough, by the way. Yeah, and he was tough, but not in the same sense as like different Tom type, Wilson. Yeah. Like it's a different kind of tough. Yeah. But that's why Crosby's now my favorite too, yeah. because he reminds me a lot of, of Steve Eiserman and how he plays. It's like he went yeah. from the forward flash, yeah. score the big skill goals. He yeah. can still do that, yep. but now he's much more subtle. If you watch Crosby play now, it's not the same as when he played in 2010 when 30, he's going backhand yeah old, when right? he goes backhand shelf yeah. over Carey Price on the breakaway yeah. like he's it's different yeah. now yeah. but he's his present he has much more of a presence oh, than yeah. he did yeah, I before would agree because with that. he just runs you can tell he's just one of those guys without being a guy that'll drop the gloves and fight you yeah. he's one of the guys that just runs the yeah. game when he's out there you yeah. know you can just tell and i actually haven't seen him play and and i haven't seen him play at all yet this year yeah. but i watched uh, him a little bit it's still great yeah it's it's awesome great. man he's just and he's just a, a leader man yeah. he's just a leader and yeah. it's it's fun to watch those kind of guys yeah did you have a reason for bringing that up or you're just no, i was just thinking about this just, morning yeah cool. i was just thinking about that this morning right on okay i'm gonna start doing this now yeah so uh the reason i wanted to do this was because this kid that he's a member on our site he's been sending me some messages asking about a bunch of stuff, but the, his last one was about asking about nutrition stuff. He actually, his question was asking about what you were talking about one of the past episodes about um, what nutrition book you were referring to in one of the episodes, and you're actually referring to the Precision Nutrition course that you took. Yeah, so, it's Precision Nutrition course, and it's um, 
it's like a it's it's a book this thick and it's actually a course yeah. that we had to take. So yeah, so I was I talking to, to him I was talking to him about that and then I was he asked me if there's other resources, whatever that I used when I started to learn about stuff. So yeah. I was sending him some things that I had, but I I didn't like the resources I was sending him because there was nothing like a one oh one key terms, things that just very high level stuff that you should know, yeah. and then you can get into the weeds on it. So like, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, so I, it's not like level of mechanism and biochemistry and all this kind of stuff. But I was, I was thinking there's no super high level basics, quick one hour thing that you can go through that I'm aware of that anyone is given out in this context to kids that like that we're dealing with. So that's why I wanted to do this today because I put together a presentation that I gave last year yeah. during the COVID thing. Yeah. And that is what it is. And so after I sent him, I, I answered his email and then I was like, Oh, you know what? I actually have something that we could go through about this. So that's kind of what I was, uh, my intent for this is just to be a super, super high level framework of nutrition stuff. Um, so I'm going to go through like some key terms and different templates that you can look at when you're thinking about all kinds of stuff, nutrition related. So I'll leave it at that for now, unless you have anything else you want to say before I get going on this. Uh, the, the, the only thing I would say, and I'm, you're going to do most of the talking today, I believe. Yeah. The, the thing I would say mm -hmm. is that like, use the kiss simple, uh, the kiss principle, keep it simple. Cause it's, uh, it's one of these things that you can really, really get confused with and overwhelmed with. Yep. So when my thing is, like I said earlier about uh, training, it's got to make sense. Um, so, and, and nutrition, nutrition isn't necessarily fun. Like that's not, that's not the thing. Like, because our mindsets, like you have to actually change your mindset. You actually have to want to change your mindset and, and, and how you change your mindset is, is not change your, um, not quit something or like quit eating junk. It's more becoming something. Mm -hmm. So your, your, your mental attitude would be like, that's what kept me from being, not kept me, but one of the things that kept me from being an idiot growing up doing bad things or is because I'm a hockey player. Hockey players don't do this. So if you have that mentality, hockey players eat this way. Like, like a, a serious hockey player isn't going to McDonald's three times a week and you're not eating chips all the time. A serious hockey player is eating good, healthy foods. What are good, healthy foods? Lots of water. Lots of water. You should be pissing more than a cocker spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like me. Yeah. But yeah, too. you should be pissing more than your grandfather. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that, and then really it's just whole foods. Like if you can just keep it that simple, what are whole foods? And you said this before, it's just they're not in bags and they're not, yeah, they're not fancy names. Stuff, yeah. Chicken is chicken, mm -hmm. beef is beef. Like so it's you got your meat, your veggies, and your fats, and your fruits. And, and that's the core of your eating. If you're eating anything outside of that, you're starting to get, less healthy mm -hmm. and uh and just don't eat like a freaking slob that's the yeah. basic basics of it yeah i think i just made this up in my head so if it doesn't make sense let me know you know people say sometimes you do addition by subtraction mm -hmm. and i feel like people try to apply that with food a lot they think they have to take things away all the time right to get better or whatever yeah. but i think nutrition a lot of times can be the inverse it can be subtraction by addition to use the terms so in order to start trimming off some of the fat or, or losing some of the bad habits, you add eating better things more frequently, yeah. for example. So instead of focusing on, I can't eat the chips, focus on, I need to eat 
the meat or I need to eat this or I need to eat that. So you add things and then you have less room for the other things. Yeah. So you start to cut those other things by default because you're adding good things. So instead of framing it as I need to stop this and cut this, yeah. don't do that. Just say, I'm going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing, but I'm going to add this, this, and this. Yeah. And then we'll see, see how you feel after doing that. I feel like that's a better strategy yeah. because people think they need to restrict and stop and whatever. And this isn't yeah. like a weight loss thing or anything either. No, no. We're not talking about it no. in those terms, Healthy. but it's just about trying to make a lifestyle change, yeah. especially when you're thinking about being an athlete or if your mom and dad and you're thinking about buying for a kid who's an athlete or whatever. Yeah. Like these are just, just like super one-on-one yeah. things that you can start to think about. Yeah. You know? And and so the other side note is, is, uh, you, you can find some things that you'll absolutely love. Like right. for example, is frosted flakes or mini wheats or captain crunch healthy? Absolutely not. But I like cereal. Okay. Have you ever tried oats? Like yeah. I'll take oats with with, <laughs> good, with, with peanut butter and and cinnamon and and maybe fruits like small fruits or yeah. whatever. I'll take that any day over that. So that was a that was a nice change for me like years ago. I love it, but I found like I still like to eat oatmeal like maybe once a week, but I do find that it kind of sticks to me too much. Yep. Or I got a little bit of a. You know, I feel a little bit fuller for yeah, longer. Bloater. Like it doesn't really necessarily sit. So I pay attention to that. And it's like, well, if you don't like to feel like that, don't eat the stuff. But I, I enjoy it so much. And it's actually good for me. Yeah. So you brought in, you were bringing in pears. Yeah. And I, pears, I remember man. I said, I said, I can't stand pears because of their mushy. I find them hard but soft. Right, that's dichotomy. Yeah. <laughs> Hard but soft, and yeah. it was like I don't really enjoy pears. I like a, some al- like apples and stuff. But I don't like pears. And then you 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 slice them like in big chunks and put cinnamon on them. Oh, it's so you should try it. So I took a bite and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that's like dessert, and that's a good healthy alternative. So like I love finishing a workout and slicing that pear yeah, into four, pear, man, and putting cinnamon on it, and I like I enjoy it mm-hmm. so i know that for most of the kids like i, I don't want to eat that shit you know one of the guys on uh, charlie steve he said uh i guess brie is the athletic trainer and told him that you you need to eat your vegetables and he goes yeah yeah she turned around and he goes i'm eating these I'm not eating these things yeah yeah <laughs> right but because he hasn't found like the value in it that's right but those 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 vegetables are like that's that's the meat and potato meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like you need your veggies. Yeah. For fiber, for making you feel full, Micronutrients, for all, the vitamins, all, yeah, all that stuff. So anyways, there's ways to make nutrition really good and you gotta play around with it a bit and then pay attention to how you feel. Go. Yeah. Okay. So at the end, I wanna kinda go back to talk yeah. touching on that at the end as like a wrap up too, because there's but I wanna make sure we get through this because this might I don't know, I have no idea how long it's gonna take. Okay, so just to start. Just gonna do some basic terminology. So what I would like you to do, if you can, is I want you to play Mom and dad who knows nothing yeah. or kid who d- that doesn't make sense. So, okay, so like being honest about it, like if it's, if it sounds like it's complicated, right. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. You tell me so I can try to sharpen it up. Cause yeah. I want this to be as like bare bones, yeah. simple as possible yeah. for people to understand. Yeah. Okay. So stop me, interrupt at any point if okay. I, whatever. And then I'll give you some ends to, to throw your thoughts on it okay. if it's appropriate. Okay? okay. So first one is uh, a calorie. Okay, What's a calorie? The- <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Actually, it's it's funny because people actually don't know what that means. So when they look at, well, I don't know what a calorie actually is. They some a lot of people actually think about it like it's a macronutrient, like it's a protein, wow. carb, fat, calorie. It's like it's like one of those. Oh, 
So that's not these, what it is. That's not what it is. So calories a a unit of measure. Yeah. So that's all it is. So technically speaking, it's how how much energy it requires to raise the temperature of water yeah. from zero to one degree. Yeah. So you raise the temperature of water one degree. How much energy does that take? That's yeah. what a calorie is. Yeah. So um, because it's just a measurement. It actually ends up in terms of food. It's how much energy you can pull out of food. Yep. That's basically what a calorie is. So that's all that that means. A macronutrient is food that you require in large amounts. So it would be a protein, carbon, a fat. Those are the three yep. macronutrients. So these are things yep. that you need in large quantities to sustain yourself as a human. Yep. And then micronutrients are things that you need in trace amounts to be healthy. So this people say like vitamins and minerals and nobody yep. knows what that means. But it's like your, all, any vitamin, anything that's a vitamin that you can buy. That's what, that's what we're talking about. And then yeah. you talk about like electrolytes and salts and these yeah. types of things. Those would be your micronutrients. So things you need a lot of, macronutrients, thing, things that you need, trace amounts of are micronutrients. Macro is big, micro is small. That's where the terms come from. Yeah. Is that all fine? Yeah, your macros yeah. carry your micros. Yeah, so we'll yeah. get into so that. Your, your main foods are, you got to get them in. And Yeah, so we'll, we'll get that, we'll get back to that in a second. So before we get onto that, branching off the calorie piece, people also don't really know what it means to expend energy. So I was just talking about a calorie and how that's how much energy you can get from food. Then throughout the day, you're expending all types of energy doing different yes. things. So we've used this before talking about talking about this in the pod, podcast. Uh, it's called basal metabolic rate or resting metabolic rate. They're not exactly the same, but close enough for this talk. Yeah. Yeah. And all that is is just how much energy it takes for you to be alive. So if you lay in your bed all day and did nothing, how many calories would you burn just to, people say, keep the lights on, right? Yep. So you're breathing, yep. you're, all, the, all your internal body functions that you don't consciously pay your attention to. Going. Yeah. All that requires a lot of energy. Yeah. And that's actually the biggest chunk of energy you yeah. expend in the day. Yeah. So if you just, just lay in your bed and do nothing for the whole day, yeah. that's going to be the most amount of energy you expend yeah. of anything you do that day. Yeah. So that's one. We got four different categories. So that's the first one. Second one is from working out, yeah. exercise. Yeah. And that's actually a, a small piece of the pie. So I have some graphics. I'll see if I can overlay them on when I, when I post the podcast. But exercise is a smaller piece of the pie. Yeah. And as an athlete, you could, it depends on the type of exercise you're doing. It's extremely variable. But it could be anywhere from, for a workout, 300 to, or less, maybe 250, 200 calories up to 1,000, 750, 800, depending on how intense the workout is, how long it is, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and just to put that in perspective... A 300 calorie, like you never know exactly what it is, but a 300, 300 calorie workout for most people, that's a hard workout. 300 calories burning. That's a, that's a, that's a good run. That's a, that's a good hour of, of, of moving pretty, pretty solid. Like not a lot of rest. If you're doing 500, which we hit several times, those workouts will knock you right the hell out. Yeah. And if you're getting... 500 to a thousand calories burned in a workout you're probably going to be drooling at the yeah, end of the day it, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you won't you go to write and your hand will be like this yes and uh so so you know like so a lot of the times when you are taking your if you think you're eating this much and you go on a on a treadmill or something like that where it says the calories that calorie is just based on the machine it's not your actual calories yeah so it's a measurement that you can use for something but not for your actual calories yeah so what else was I going to say about that? Yeah, so that like burning a ton of calories, it's it's probably it's it definitely won't be in your workout. That'll be your big one. It was hard for me to understand that. Mm-hmm. Really hard for me, me to understand that because yeah, but I went so hard. 
but you'll burn way more in your eight hour sleep. Yeah. Like way more. That's right. Or just walk around all day. Yeah. Anyways. So, so, well, that's, that's a good point. If you do a brutal weightlifting session where you're taking good rest, like a two minute rest yeah. between sets, whatever, you'll yeah. be lucky if you hit 300. Yep. Yeah. Be lucky. Yeah. If you're doing a big time cardio circuit or something, then you'll get up to the 600, 700, 800 in the hour yeah. or whatever, you know, but it's not, people think like, if I go to the gym, I'm going to burn all these calories. You're not like, no. that's not the best bang for your no. buck. And that's why. Yeah. But, go ahead. But if you go and lift weights, <laughs> excuse me, and you put over time, you put muscle on. Well, this is the nuance. Yeah. Yes. Muscle now is a metabolic force, which means it takes energy to keep muscle on your body. Right. So it burns calories by having muscle. Whereas if you're going and, and you're, and you're built like a, a marathon runner, because you think like, okay, if I can burn a lot of calories, well then it takes movement to burn calories because you don't have muscle. That's right. So, that's, yeah. so, so there's an offset there of lifting, like building some muscle to create that yeah. energy burning all the time, like metabolic force. Yeah. And um, so that's why weights is just because you didn't burn the calories doesn't mean that you did not going to burn the calories. Well, this is why I'm, I'm going to get to this at the okay. end, but this is why, this is why it's important. You have to have the goal in mind. Like what are we trying to do? So yeah. in the long run, it's better to go to build some muscle. Yeah. Not to say you don't ever do cardio. You should yeah. be doing both, but yeah. it's not one to the exclusion of yeah. the other. So that's an important thing. Yeah. So next type, there's four categories. So we got our basal metabolic rate, exercise, energy expenditure. Then we have, it's called NEAT. Yep. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis is the term. So non-exercise activity. So what does that mean? That means just your daily movements. So if you go to school every day and you have to sit in your desk and stand up, walk around, carry your books, these kinds of things, that's stuff that you're not intentionally doing as exercise, but you're just moving throughout the day. Now, this piece of the pie can actually be the same amount as your workout. Or, a hell or a more, more, right? So if you have a physical job, this is why people who, let's say, they work construction where they're doing an, an eight-hour shift, they aren't necessarily lifting anything heavy or intentionally doing a workout, but they're constantly moving their limbs around yeah. all the time. Or they're taking three steps up a ladder, three steps down, picking something up, That's getting right. that, picking up a stick yeah. all so, day long. So that could be that can be a huge piece of the pie where you're burning stuff too. And yeah. then the last one, which is not as as uh, significant, but it can be, is the thermic effect of food, which is how much energy it takes to digest your food. Yeah. So certain types of food take more energy to break down than others. Like protein t is a lot more difficult to digest than a uh, simple sugar or carb. That's why you feel fuller for longer among other reasons. But so those are your four categories. So you know what you else the, just to, to go on that protein takes longer to digest, which is thermogenic and it keeps you fuller. Uh, fats are the same thing yeah. to keep you fuller carbohydrates because of sugar, it goes through your body a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Okay. So eating food is better for you than, so a lot of people think, well, I have smoothie, when you drink food, it goes through you. You're not digesting it, so it's actually not. Yeah, not it's like already digested for right. you. And right? then if yeah. you're burning, if you're doing this with carbs, then it's going straight to the blood. Yeah. So you don't want to give yourself a chance to digest. So a lot of people think that like this is a green drink. This is just offset the taste of water sometimes. Yep. And it gives you some health. Uh, but this goes like there's no digestion here. It just goes. Yep. Whoosh, that's right. Down it feels the like hatch. nothing. That's yeah. why I piss more than a congressman. <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's right. So those are your four categories. So you got your basal metabolic rate, energy expenditure from exercise, energy expenditure from just moving around during the day, and then thermic effect of food. So those are your four. That's how you burn calories. Those are your four options for burning calories. The key on that is if you're trying to, let's say, lean out, 
let's say you're a hockey player that's a bit overweight and you need to cut down some yep. pounds and you think you're just going to do it through your workouts, yep. it's almost certainly not going to happen. Yep. You have to have those other categories set up. Your basal metabolic rate is, is a lot of the time predetermined based on your height, your weight, that type of stuff. That's more of a genetic thing than anything. You can change it, but it, it's difficult yep. to do that. But exercise and non-exercise, those are your two big bangers. So if you, you could even dial the intensity back on your workout and just make sure you're moving around a little bit more during the day, and that would make a bigger difference than yeah. blowing yourself up in a workout and then laying on the couch all day. Yeah. So it's important to keep – those are your categories that you have to work with yeah. when you're trying to either gain weight or lose weight. Those yeah. are the things that you're trying to keep in mind, especially for performance. So I want to get into macronutrients now. So first one, everyone always talks about, obviously, protein. Yeah. Big thing. Now, you know what, though? I got to gotta say this to you. I didn't understand it. Which part? Protein. Oh yeah. Carbs. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was food. See, see, this is this is where yeah. we get this is where it gets really confusing, right? Like I had an uncle that was pretty athletic, and he said uh, he used to make peanut butter and honey sandwiches. He'd come to our house and just make them like and just eat them like crazy. Because in spaghetti, he would say the same thing. He goes, "You eat this stuff, it sticks to you, man. It sticks to you. It gets you. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it sticks to you, all right. It makes you fat. Yeah." But we never went through our house. I didn't know what a quality. I didn't know what protein was. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. We just ate, we ate what we ate, and we didn't have quality food at the house because we didn't have a lot of money. So oblivious. So I, as I played hockey, I didn't even know that a steak was good for me. I didn't know. Right. And you might say, "Well, what are you like? You need a helmet when you live." <laughs> but no, I didn't know. Right. And I, I know there's a lot of people that don't know that. So yeah. to understand, like. Protein is your number one. The reason protein is it's actually protein means number one source. That's what protein means. Like the word protein, protein. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Yeah, that's that what true? it means. It's okay. number cool. one. It's your number one source. It's the building blocks of life. So if it's the building blocks of life, that's actually kind of common yeah, sense. Right? You true. should eat yep. a lot of that. Yep. Right? But protein is what, what, what uh, builds your muscle. Right? It builds and your everything. Builds yeah. everything, yeah. Builds everything. Amino yeah. acids, is, is, is energy. It gives you your energy and all that shit too. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't know this until same like you. I didn't start learning about this till I was like twenty. Yeah. Till I started reading. Yeah. And going, same. Oh, exactly. I shouldn't have had spaghetti. Yeah. And twenty pre- times a week. And it's not very difficult to understand. So like we're under the category of macronutrients now. So I said at the start, macronutrients. You got your three big ones: yeah. protein, carbs, fats. So protein. I'm going to start because that's probably the most significant one that we're going to talk about here. So. Macronutrients are the three big categories. You need a lot of it to sustain yourself. And then remember the micronutrients are layered underneath that. So within your protein, carb, and fat sources, you'll get your micronutrients yeah. layered in there, right? Yeah. So as you just said, proteins for building muscle. So it's it's doesn't matter what they're composed of, but they're composed of amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Proteins yeah. are the building blocks of everything else for the most part. And most commonly going to be found in animal products. That's where you're going to get protein. That doesn't mean you can't get it from a plant product you can yeah beans peas actually is probably my favorite one yeah but most meat or animal sources are going to have higher levels of protein high levels of protein yeah so yeah so 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 protein one of the things that charles baldwin i got from him is that if it if if it if it protein has it used to have eyes or became from something that used to have a set of eyeballs that's good or used to run or used to swim or used to fly yep that's good rule of thumb so don't it's don't fly that's right. They or don't run, fly. or have eyes, and but it, but like you said, it's 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 the most important thing for everything, basically. So just a couple of quick little stats for on protein that you can keep in mind. So one gram of protein is four calories. So for every one gram of protein that you eat, you're going to get four calories out of that. So the amount of energy that you're going to 
liberate from the protein is equivalent to four calories. So four measurements of energy is one gram of protein. So like you said, common sources, if you go with the, if it could fly, if it could run, if it could swim, that's a good rule of thumb. So any kind of beef, fish, seafood, eggs, nuts and seeds sometimes, uh, Greek yogurt, yeah, cottage cheese, yeah, any kind of cheese really that comes from an animal. And then there's like whey protein powders also from animals. All this stuff is from animals, yep. right? So keep that in mind. For training purposes and just for life in general, what should be recommended, and I think the actual recommendations, if you look on like whatever medical website you want, I think it's under, it under recommends what you should be having for protein, but you should be somewhere between 0.8 to 1.5 grams per pound of body weight. So what I tell people just to keep it simple is a gram per pound. So if you're 200 pounds, you should be having around 200 grams of protein every day. Yeah. That's kind of what your measuring stick yeah. is. So that's a simple way to, to, to do that. So if you're thinking, holy crap, how much is 200 grams of protein? That means you don't eat enough protein. So you should make an effort without having to measure because you can measure if you want to, but without having to measure, start eating more protein because it's very unlikely if you've never heard this information before that you're eating enough protein during the day. So make sure that you're trying to hit that one gram per pound. If you're training, if you're trying to grow, then there's some like argument about you should have more than one gram or whatever, but that's not that. Yeah, but that's not that necessary for right now. Keep as a rule of thumb a gram per pound. That's an easy way to, to yeah. remember it, right? So that's that's protein. That's a non-negotiable piece of every meal. You need to have protein at every meal, especially when you're an athlete. You have to be hitting protein at every meal. So that could be in a powder, that could be in a, a cheese or a yogurt type thing, or it could be meat, eggs, whatever. At every meal, you need to be having protein. It's very important, and it's not even just for athletes. It's just for humans. Yeah, yeah. It's if you don't, if if you're a mom and dad, and you don't, and you don't think about that, if you yeah. just have butter pasta for dinner one night, that yeah. is not good enough. That's right. So you need to have the protein at every meal, and there's a ton of reasons for that. Yeah. It has to do with hormones, has to do with satiety, it has to do with all kinds of stuff, building blocks for for your body, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do carbs last. Next one is uh, fats. So fats are nine calories per gram. So we said for a protein, it's four grams per calorie. Fat is nine grams per, per calorie. This is why fat feels like it fills you up for a long time because it's a lot more dense of a nutrient source. So uh, this ends up being a, a reserve energy in the body. So you're, because it's nine calories per gram, your body won't go to fat first to burn because it takes longer to break down. Yeah. So it's going to look for quicker sources, which are like sugars, stuff like that, which we'll get into in a second. So reasons you need fat is because it helps you absorb vitamins and different micronutrients, which is important. Then there's different types of fat, which isn't super significant for right now, but there's saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, trans fat. So saturated fats doesn't, again, this is too complicated, doesn't really matter, but just for your information, saturated fats are normally going to be solid at room temperature. So that's going to be, if you have a cut of meat, red meat in particular, if the fat's solid when you, if it's sitting on the counter before you cook it, yeah. butter, solid. Coconut oil. Yeah, coconut oil. Poly and uh, monounsaturated fats, those are going to be like olive oils, certain nuts and seeds, avocados, stuff like that. Then you have trans fats, which are basically, that's the, that's the no-go zone for fats because that stuff you're going to get when you have like fried foods, frozen foods, packaged foods, type that kind of stuff. So that's, that should be pretty basic for fat. I don't know if that so, makes sense. So yeah, but so when you say dumb it down, it's just, there's a lot of big words. Yeah. So like if, if we were to dumb it down, would it be safe to say that your healthy fats that you could uh, not necessarily worry too much about would be in your, your meat, yep, meat, would be in your oils. Yep. Not, um, not, um, 
vegetable oil. It's like your olive oils, your avocados, but like good oils. Yeah, good oils, yeah. And uh, and some nuts and like coconut oil. Yep. That's those are your good your good yep. fats. You get them in some cheese. Yep. Oils but, nuts, I would so say like, oils, nuts, seeds, meat. Yeah. So when, animal products. Yeah. So to keep it simple, if you're so to go back, you've got your protein comes from most meats. You get it from other places, but meats are hockey players we eat meat. Yep. Uh the second source is fats. So you got there's some of the fats are going to be in your meat, but you don't be afraid to add cook with olive oil, butter, um, and have some nuts. Not crazy, but have some and it's going to be healthy. Yep. Yep. And so so the important thing with that is that when you this is why when we talk about whole foods, this is why it's so important because like you said, the packaged foods that you get, cookies, uh, yep, frozen you know, pizza shit. Yeah, cheese that stuff, isn't yeah. cheese. The fr- all this stuff. Look at trans fats, and that's the stuff that kills you. That's the stuff that's not actually food. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff that's that's why it's so important to stay away from those packaged things. Right. Yeah, and and the other thing too is it's. Well, we'll we'll touch on this again later. It's not about being perfect, and you can never eat a pizza. It's okay. No. Well, but this is just your, we're, we're trying to give you a framework that you yeah. start as a base. Yeah. And then if you. And eat most of the time. And you eat most of the time. And then if you choose when you choose to yeah. have something that you, that yeah. isn't optimal, like that's, yeah. so, it's okay, yeah. man. But if your base isn't good, if you don't have a good foundation, yeah. then those things start to become a problem. Yeah. So for the fats, it's, it slows your digestion down because again, it's, it's a more dense source of nutrients. Again, nine calories for one gram. And it's essential for like hormone production, cell growth, all these types of body functions that you have, yeah. hair, like skin, all this kind of skin. skin. All this kind of stuff, right? So the two macronutrients that are actually essential are fats and protein. You yeah. have to have that. Yeah. You can't, you cannot skip out on those yeah. or your body's going to feel the effects. It might not be today, might yeah. not be tomorrow, but yeah. down the line over time, you're going to be in a worse position than you would be if you yeah. keep those things in your diet. Yeah. So for fat intake, it ends up, you're not, nobody's going to measure this, but 0.3 to 0.4 grams per pound is a, like an, a, a recommendation you can follow if you're interested in, in tracking it. So that's your fats. So now we'll go to the carbs. So the carbs are tricky now, right? The carbs are tricky because people use the word carb and they don't know what it means. So what I find a lot of times is people talk about carbs and what they mean is processed and packaged foods. That's what they mean when they yeah. say carbs, but they yeah. don't know what they're saying. So And several times it's a negative term. That's right. And it's not. And especially as, as athletes, especially and as humans in general, because our our body runs mainly off of glucose, which is a sugar, which comes from carbohydrates. Yeah. That's what, what our bodies run on. Yeah. But it's essential as athletes, carbs are what fuel your performance. This documented research, if you want to perform optimally at when we're talking about like high intensity bouts of work, which is what most sports are, you need to have that as a, as a source of fuel. So you shouldn't be trying to leave out carbs because your mom said so, or because you heard it on a diet show or yeah. whatever. Right. So carbs are not the enemy. They're yeah. not the enemy. So the funny thing about carbs is that like everything's a carb, right? Because carb is just sugar. It's just chains of sugar. That's what carbs are. Yep. And everything is, is a carb except until you get it into like the very like lean cuts of meat that have no, yeah. nothing else on them at all. But anything outside of that, like, so you have any kind of sugars, any kind of starches, any kind of fibers, fruits, grains, vegetables, milk products, all this stuff has carbs in it, everything. So people also confuse the two words, carbs and sugar. So they'll think, well, like I don't eat sugar. And it's like, well, everything's sugar. What do you mean you don't eat sugar? You you eat sugar. natural sugar in an apple. That's right. So, and people don't know that. So it's not what, again, what I think they mean when they say stuff like that is like processed 
extra added white sugar, sugar, white sugar. That's what they mean. But everything is sugar and you need it. So like I was just saying, it, it's fuel for everything. Everything goes first. First fuel source comes from carbs. That's what it comes from. So it's more, it's more of a fast burning fuel source. And it's back to, again, four calories per gram. So this is stuff that you're going to have that digests super quick for the most part. When you start to eat carb sources that have fiber attached to it, fiber slows di- digestion yeah. down, which is like vegetables. Vegetables yeah. mostly have a lot of fiber attached yeah. to it. Yeah. And that will slow your dige- digestion down. But if you're having fast sugars, yeah. like a Gatorade, for example, where it's basically just sugar, it's not any kind of complex carbohydrate, meaning yeah. things attached together, not yeah. just one type of sugar, yeah. then you're going to digest that quick. And this is why when you're playing a game, that's what's recommended. You take things that digest quick so it's not sitting in your stomach, yeah. right? But there's different kinds. So if you eat a potato, for example, that has a lot of fiber attached to it, that's going to digest a lot slower. It's going to make you feel like you're full versus you have a liquid Gatorade that zips through your stomach like that because it's just, it's already digested for you. Yeah. It's coming in as a liquid. It's just sugar. There's not yeah. nothing else attached to it yeah. and you absorb it fast, yeah. right? There's no d- digestion that it takes to get rid of that. So that's, that's the carbohydrate thing. You need to make sure that you have adequate carbs when, especially as an athlete, when you're training, you need to make sure that you have enough carbs to fuel what you're doing. Now that where it starts to get tricky is that as athletes, especially because we're constantly stressed and tired, it's very easy to overeat carbs. So when yeah. they give you the pregame meal and it's a all you can eat pasta dish, yeah. if you are pounding two plates of pasta four hours before your game, you're going to want to take a nap and then yeah. you're, you're done. You're not yeah. going to be able to perform after that. Yeah. So the carbs are tricky. People think you need to like carb load before you go into your game and stuff. And you don't have to do that. If you're eating balanced in the days leading up to it, then you have enough carbs. You'll, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You know? So that's all I got on, on the carbs. You got anything to add on that? Um, no, no, I, I think we're good. It's just um, add that to your meals for sure. Cool. Protein first. So those, so those are your your basic three, your macronutrients: protein, fat, carbs. So when it comes to like how to build your diet, now I'm not going to go into micronutrients because there's too many. It'll yeah. take too long. Yeah. What you want to do is, like we were saying at the start, you have your think of like have a, having a pyramid. At the bottom, you have your fundamental nutrition principles that you follow. So these are things that are going to be as close to whole foods as much as you can when you're building your diet. So like we said, if you're talking about protein, it's going to be meat, eggs, fish, that, all that kind of stuff. That's your protein sources. Your fat sources are going to be nuts, seeds, oils, that kind of stuff. And then when you go to carbohydrates, you're still trying to keep whole food type stuff, right? Whether you're going like potatoes, different types of rice you can use, quinoa, these are, these are things you can use as carbs. And then don't forget that vegetables are also carbs. Yes. So you need to make sure that you have that included at, yep. when, you're, when you're eating your meal. So I'm going to get into that in a second. So that's your base. That's your base. So that's just good for general health to make sure you have good body composition and it supports your immune system and your body functions and all that kind of stuff. So that's really important. Again, if you add stuff in after that, if you want to go to McDonald's on a Friday, it's okay, man. But is it optimal? No. Is it okay to have it? Yeah, it's fine. You're going to be okay. After that, we talk about the next layer up is your performance nutrition. So this is how you're eating around when you need to perform. So this would be going into your games, going into your practices, going into your workouts. So there's certain things that you should do when you're going into a training mindset that are kind of leveled up from that base layer of stuff. So we'll talk about that in a, in a second. You want things that are going to fuel your training, but also promote recovery, build strength and power muscle, all that kind of stuff. And on top of that is your supplemental things. So these are things that you'll take that are maybe individual to you or supplements in general that you might use. 
but that's the way the pyramid should be founded. So the, so it's not yeah. supplements first, yeah. right? It's not, I need to eat th- this exact thing around when I train because that's what Connor McDavid did. That, that's yeah. not how it is. So you yeah. have your base, then you have your, your performance. And then on top of that, you have your supplement. And if you think of that as like a pyramid, that's yeah. the level of importance base yeah. up, right? Yeah. So that's that. So as an athlete and just a human in general, but as an athlete in particular, you need to make sure you eat enough, which is a difficult thing for kids to do a lot. I came from the Italian family, so that wasn't ever an issue for me, but a lot yeah. of kids have trouble eating and they, or they forget to eat or they don't prioritize eating or they're lazy or they're lazy. Yeah. Cause mom didn't make it. That's right. Which, which is understandable. Yeah. It's understandable, but yeah. you have to start to take ownership of, yeah. of your own diet if yeah. you're going to be an athlete. Right. Yeah. So you need to make sure you're eating enough calories. Yeah. That's number one, especially when you're playing a really high demand sport like hockey in a game, you could, depending how many minutes you're playing, you could yeah. burn anywhere from a thousand to 2000 calories in a game, yeah. which is a ton. That's like double what you would burn in a day normally. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to eat that much food, especially yeah. if you're trying to have a relatively clean diet, but it has to be a, a priority for you. Right. Yeah. Another thing is like I was talking about with the carbs is make sure you're eating enough carbs to meet the demand of your energy requirements. So if you're doing nothing in a day, do you need a lot of carbs? No. If you're going to be doing a ton of work in a day, more carbs are appropriate because yeah. you know you're going to be burning a lot more. You need that yeah. fuel, yeah. right? Adequate protein, like we said, a gram per pound. Try to eat things that are high in micronutrients, vitamins and minerals like we talked about. So these are going to be, again, things that are coming from whole food sources. Those are things that are going to give you the most bang for your buck with what you're eating. And then the last thing like you touched on at the start is you have to make sure you're drinking water, man. you got to be drinking a ton of water. Hydration is so key. If you're not, first of all, if you're not, if you're not hydrated, you're not going to be able to perform in general, but the water also helps keep things flowing through your body, man. It's like movement. Movement helps to keep things flow. Water helps to keep things flow. You don't want your internals to get to stagnate when you're not, because you're not hydrated. Yeah. So, so that's all I would say for, for kind of quick, quick takeaways, make sure you have enough calories to meet the demand. If you're someone who doesn't track calories, that's okay. You probably need to eat more than you're eating. So if you know, you're going to have a heavy training date, eat a little bit more at each of your meals that day in the carb department. Yeah. assuming your, your protein and fat should stay about fixed anyways, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Uh, hydration. We talked about whole food source. We talked about, and then the last thing I'm going to say is this was one that I just kind of got turned on to in the last couple years is paying attention to your digestion is how are you digesting the foods that you're eating? Yeah. Because everyone is nutrition is tricky and everyone is so individual. Yeah. How are you digesting the foods that you're eating? Especially when it comes to things like vegetables, a lot of people digest vegetables differently. If you have Certain vegetables might be great for you. Certain might not. Yeah. So pay attention to when you're when you're going to the bathroom. How's that happening for you? How's that you, looking? Yeah. How's that looking? Is it okay yeah. or is it yeah. a mess? If you're if you're really gassy, if you can shit through a screen door. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> you might want to take a look at your diet. Yeah. So there's there's that. If you're gassy, if you're burping, if you feel that acid reflex type thing, pay attention to what you're eating because these are things that could indicate yeah. that you're not eating what you should be. Yeah. So that's what I got on. Uh, on just the, the quick takeaways. I wanted to give one example of an actual person and what they might consume in terms of calories just to give people an idea. So I actually ran through this last summer with the guys when they were in here. I think I used, I was talking with, uh, with Seabass and Charlie about it. So I just have like a, I just have a, a framework here that people can look at. So I took a general example of a male who's 15 years old and like 160 pounds, about 5'10". And I'm just going to run through what their calories might look like in a day if they're training versus if they're not training. So we talked about uh, how do you calculate your total calories? So those four categories we talked about before, your basal metabolic rate, exercise, just moving around during the day, and then your food that you're eating. 
those are the four things that are going to determine how many calories you burn. So what I did was I literally went online and went to a calorie calculator, a BMR calculator, basal metabolic rate. And I typed in the, what I have as data for this person, 15 years old, 160, 510. And the BMR for that person would be somewhere 1800 to 2000 calories in that day. Okay. If they just did nothing. Yep. Could be more, could be less. It's not, the accuracy is not important. It's about getting a baseline. So let's yep. say it's 2000 calories. For their exercise, if you're a hockey player, you could be burning anywhere from, let's say, 500 in a workout to 2,000, 2,500 if you have a game and you're playing a ton, yep. right? Which is huge. That's a huge yep. chunk of the pie now. Yep. So if you're an athlete, it's a little bit different because now your exercise actually can make up a bigger portion of the pie if you're yeah. playing a ton in your game. If you're a fourth-line guy that plays 10 minutes, then you are not going to be as much. But if yeah. you're the guy, if you're the defenseman that plays 32 minutes a game, yeah. that's a lot, yeah. right? So, so that's that. Uh, for their exercise, for their neat, just moving around outside of that, somewhere 250 to 500, the same as maybe a, a standard workout. And then thermic effect of food, obviously very variable, but let's say an extra 100, 200 calories, depending on what you're eating. So their average expenditure, if let's say they burn a thousand calories from their hockey game or practice or whatever, you're looking between around 3,500 calories in a day is what this person's going to burn. Yep. So 3,500 calories is a lot. Ton of food. If you're eating clean food. Yeah. If you're eating ice cream and shit, 3,500 yeah. calories a yeah. low like that. Yeah. But if you're eating good food, it's a lot of food, yeah. man. It's a lot of meat. Yeah. It's a lot of veggies. It's a lot it's of a good starchy carbs. Starchy, yeah. You know? So if you're somebody that if you're somebody that isn't tuned into eating the proper way where you're focusing on having a relatively clean diet most yeah. of the time, then it's important that you my advice would be to get on an eating schedule for yourself. So you know at certain times you need to eat because this will start to condition your body to want the food at certain times because it's a lot of food. So if you get up, like sometimes we have guys come in for the work and they're like, oh, I couldn't eat breakfast today. Like I got up too late. It's like happens, but now you're behind trying to keep up with the demand that you need for that day. So if you have a game tomorrow and then today you only eat 2000 calories because you didn't eat breakfast, now you're not equipped to go into your game tomorrow as optimally as you could be. Yeah. So that would be my biggest recommendation for kids that are starting to get in to this type of stuff, like trying to get a diet set for themselves is you need to get yourself on a schedule where you're eating at certain times and it's a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. And I know like some kids have school, whatever, make sure you're prepared. Ask your parents to help prepare you. Make sure yeah. you have enough to, to eat when you're at school in particular, because that's a long stretch to not have any food. Yeah. If you go to school, if you eat breakfast and then, go to school and don't eat anything all day yeah. or you have a, a power bar or a protein bar or whatever, it's not enough food. No, it's not enough. So it's a big not, not when you're active. No, not when you're active. So especially if you have, if you're doing it around training around games and that kind of stuff, it has to be a priority. Has yeah. to, has to. And it's good to get into the habit when you're, when you're young to do it. So, uh, to maintain for this guy, let's say it's 3,500 calories or I have 3,300 here. Let's say it's 3,300 for the day on an average, just uh, as an average. To maintain their weight, to maintain your weight, you have to at least consume as many calories as you're burning. Yeah. So if you're burning 3,300 in a day, you have to eat at least 3,300 or you're going to start yeah. to lose weight, yeah. which is not what you want when you're trying to perform, right? So in terms of protein, if we're, if we're following that one gram per pound that we're talking about, this kid's got to eat 160 grams of protein in a day. Yeah. For fats, if we do that point well, what three, would What would 160 grams of protein look like? Great question. So... If you're taking your hand as a measurement, this is like the oldest protein measurement thing that you yep. can use. If you take your hand 
Do you have a piece of meat that's about the size of your hand? You're going to get anywhere from, let's say, 35 to 50 grams of protein in that, depending on the size of your hand. So, so you're going with four hands yeah, a day. You need four hands of four protein. Four palms of your hand a that's day. That's right. Now, if you're somebody that uses protein powders or something, a scoop of protein powder will be anywhere from 20 to 30 grams. So you can take that for what you want. So if you want a, a baseline level of what you should be eating, it's, it'll be four hands of animal product or three hands and two scoops of protein powder. That's, that's a good yep. measuring stick for your protein for the yep. day. So that would be if you're about 160 pounds, that's what that would be. If you're more, it's more. If you're less, it'd be a little bit less. For fats, if you're doing the 0.3 to 0.4 thing per gram, then you're, there'll be about 56 grams, 55, 56. I did this exact, obviously. But in terms of measuring your fats, that's, that's, there's no real like rule of thumb measurement. I would just say make sure that you're getting some fat in at every meal and you're going to end up hitting what you need to hit because yeah. it's, it's not a ton of fat. Fat yeah. is very dense, so it doesn't take yeah. a lot. So where you could, like if you take a, uh, like basically in the nu- nutrition course I took, it's, that's a measurement of fat for every meal. A thumb? Yeah, basically a thumb worth of fat. So that's like what, an ounce, a, a teaspoon of oil? A couple of teaspoons Yeah, maybe a tablespoon, oil. yeah. A tablespoon of oil? Yeah. It's a chunk of cheese? Yeah, a handful of nuts. Yeah, not many nuts. Yeah, a couple nuts. You, so it's easy to overdo if you right. like, you know, if you want to use that oil and vinegar type of dressing if you put a lot more oil that that adds up in your calories yeah not gonna t- not gonna be the end of the world no just yeah, something to be aware of just something to be aware of yeah for yeah, sure so you just want to add a little bit of fat to your meals mm-hmm. and then carbs this would be you're filling in the rest so if you're if your protein is about fixed your fat is about fixed which it should be so if you do the hand rule and then the thumb rule you just pointed out for your protein and fat that should be the same every day you don't need to vary that yeah. at all it should be about the same yeah your carbs are going to vary though, yeah. depending on how you train. So if this person is eating 300 and, or uh, 3,300 calories in a day, that's 530 grams of carbs yeah. to fill in the rest. Yeah. That is a ton of food. Yeah. So me as myself right now, I'm, ju- I'm under 200 pounds, just under, and I eat about 250 grams of carbs in a day. And I eat a lot of food. It's a lot. So if you're doing intense training like this you need to eat a lot of this stuff and this is why it's really important to make sure it's as clean as it can be because it's so much yeah. if you're eating processed or more dense sources yeah. coming from shitty places yeah. you have and you have to eat a lot of it yeah this is stuff that can mess with your digestion it can mess with how you're feeling that day because your hormones could be off because of whatever else is in your foods so these are things that can affect you not that it's again it's not that it's the end of the world if you have a slice of pizza i'm not that's not what i'm saying i'm saying when you're eating that much of something it's hard it's hard to get uh, all that from clean sources so yeah. it's hard it, it's something that you need to pay attention to yeah, so it's a lot of veggies it's a lot of veggies it's a lot yeah. of rice and this is why for athletes it's more acceptable to introduce those processed type foods because it is so difficult to get the calories in that you need right yeah. so if you're gonna have gatorades if you're gonna have liquid meals if you're gonna have shakes where you add a whole bunch of crap to make up for the calories that's why athletes do that because yeah. it's really difficult to get a lot of food in that much food is a ton to eat yeah so we're not saying you can never do it, but just try to be as, as smart as you can with the choices that you're making, right? Yeah. If you're going to go for dense sources of calories, then just yeah. make sure, try to keep it as clean as you can, as much as you can. And if you find you're still losing it, then you have a little more wiggle room where you can introduce some stuff that that maybe isn't optimal in terms of health benefits, yeah. but it is for in terms of you needing to get the calories in, you know? So that's where yeah. you draw the line on that. So just a couple things that 
um, you can keep in mind if you're trying to grow, which a lot of the guys that are, are trying to do uh, around the teenage years are trying to get bigger and stronger, then you need to be in a calorie surplus, meaning eating more than you're burning. So the example I just gave you is if you're eating the same amount, if you eat the same amount that you need just to maintain your weight, yep. that was the example I just gave. If you're trying to get bigger, trying to put on muscle, trying to put on size, and you need to eat more than you're burning. Otherwise, you're not going to get bigger. So that's that's one thing. If you're trying to lose, then you want to be opposite. You want to eat a little bit less than you're burning. So let's say if he's eating, this person's eating three, uh, 3,300 for maintenance, let's say 3,000 as a deficit, let's say 3,600 for a surplus. So you're plus or minus three to 500, depending on, on uh, what your goal is. So it's very easy if you're not tracking this stuff to overdo it and underdo it. Yeah. So for me, I always would say that it's good to try to track at least for a couple weeks just so you can see actually how much you're eating. It's a beneficial thing to do. Then you, you don't have to keep tracking all the time, but at least you'll now have a ballpark idea of how much you're eating or how much you need to eat. Well, I think what's good about that too is that if you track and you're, you, you, and it's, it actually is a very good idea um, because you could be shocked. Like what's the one that we use? My, my fitness tracker? My fitness pal. My, my fitness pal. So with this one here, so you could think, okay, like you take everything, right? Like things add up or things don't add up, right? So like if you have, let's just say you have a Coke. I don't, I have no idea what, what uh, a pop or a soda. 210 calories. 210 calories. So if you have a couple a day um, and you, you don't realize what that's worth, right? You're just drinking right. Cokes because it tastes good, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or you're just drinking water. That's a big difference. It's 500 calories, yeah. almost 500 calories. So when you track, what's good is that you can be surprised and go, oh, wow, like I'm eating way too much this carbohydrate thing. I love my spaghetti. I'm an Italian kid, right? Yeah. I love yeah. my spaghetti. I got to dial this back a little bit. And it's, this is a hard thing to do because this is your, the, who you are, right? But you now you're aware. Or you're someone who said, no, I'm not really that hungry. But then you look at your fitness tracker, your your nutrient tracker for the first day and you go like, I will never gain a weight because I'm way, way under. So I have to pick it up. So what happens over the, if you start tweaking that over the week or two, then all of a sudden you have an idea. Cause you're you get, like you said, you get in the habit. Now you have an idea that, okay, so basically what I have to do is I have to get up and I have to suck a water back and I have to have, you know, eggs and oatmeal for mm -hmm. breakfast to give me my X amount of right. calories. And I've got a, you get a pattern of what you have to eat in a day. So now you don't necessarily have to have the fitness tracker. Now you know, like every three hours, I have to get this, like a, a bowl of food that looks like this. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes like you don't have to think about it as much. It's a, it can it be a pain in the ass at first? Yes, but once you once you create a like a like a base knowledge of what it should look like, then you just know. That's right. Then you just know. Yeah, and the, the other the other thing on that. So the app you're talking about, uh, my fitness pal, that's a really good tool. Like it's free. You can go on and track. It has everything on it. Um, and you can look up how to use it. It's very simple to use, yeah. but it's it's really beneficial to use that. Well, the thing is, is you, and then you might find something that you actually like, right? Yeah. Like maybe it's the pear with cinnamon. That's right. Or it's yeah. the, or you find some kind of a protein that you just you enjoy. Eggs. Let's say it's eggs, and it's easy and it's cheap. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my go-to. Is I like I like to fire off a whole pile of eggs at the beginning of the week, or make a whole bunch of eggs, and it's like it's easy to eat. I don't find I get full on them, and it's good quality protein and good quality fat. Yeah. So if you find something you like. Oh, okay. I can fire this in here and it's, you know, yeah, makes it makes life easier. That's right. And the other part too, is if you do track for a period of time, 
then you'll be able to fill in some gaps if you're missing something. So if you, if you're tracking, let's say you do it for two weeks and you notice, holy crap, I'm under eating. Well, I could eat more at breakfast. I know I got more room yeah. in there to eat. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of going quick cause I have to go to school or whatever. Yeah. Now it's like, I, I can't really eat more at dinner. Like I feel like I'm so full. I can't eat anymore. It's like, well, you have room at breakfast then. So yeah. put some more in at breakfast and that'll yeah. help fill in, fill in some gaps. Yeah. On the flip side, if you find you're eating too much, then you can look at, okay, I find at dinner, I'm literally eating until I'm at the brink, but I want to eat that much when I'm at dinner. So maybe we lighten up on breakfast a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can start yeah. to plug in yeah. where, you're, where you're, where you're eating yeah. what amount of food. Yeah. And then you can make that work for yourself. Yeah, over the time. tracker is good because like, like I said, it might be the pair. You need more cards. Well, I could have two pairs instead of one. Exactly. Right. It's easy to tweak cool. when you have an idea. And I enjoy it. That's right. Right. So it's kind of good. So then I have a, I have a nice graphic here. I'm going to try to, sh- I'm going to try to show it uh, when I post the podcast, but Basically, what ends up happening, depending on how you're training that day, you'll have your plate is going to look a certain way. So as we just talked about in that last example, your protein and your fat are going to basically stay the same. Yep. Your carbs are going to be different. So if you're not really training that day, then instead of having a huge chunk of rice, pasta, potato, whatever it is, you're going to cut off some of that and then add more veggies in on the side. So it's not as calorie dense of a source. So you're not going to be overeating as much. You're still getting your carbs in. We're not saying you don't eat carbs. That's not what we're saying, but you're going to change the ratio a little bit. If it's a moderate training day, now you're going to add a little bit more starch, starchy carbs in there, right? So that'll be your potatoes, pastas, quinoas, rices, whatever. Then on a heavy training day, you'll, you'll kind of chop back on just the, let's say raw vegetable type stuff or like slightly cooked vegetables. And you'll pile on much more of that potato rice pasta type stuff if you have a heavier training day that doesn't mean eat like an asshole that's not what that means it has to still be in the realm of something that's reasonable so make sure that you're not going overboard because you think well i'm training so hard today i need to eat so much more unless you're someone who doesn't eat a lot to begin with then maybe you should have that mentality right so again this is why it's important to track and it's also important to monitor what your weight is because if you don't have either of those data points it's a really tough guessing game to keep up with because it's really difficult to figure out. Even if you do track, you're never going to be accurate 100%. Mm-hmm. But it gives you at least a, a gauge on how much to eat at, at what times and what you need. You know? yeah. We did an episode a while ago talking about kind of how to eat around when your games are. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on that because I already have an episode up on that. So we can you can go back and look at that. It's like in the 20s somewhere, episodes 20 something, I think. Yeah. So go ahead and look at that. But just real quick, when you're eating around your games... Just for, because I know people are going to have the uh, the question, you should be more focused on proteins and carbs because you want that quick digestion. If you eat a lot of fat, it's going to like sit in your in your body for a lot longer. So stay away from the heavy fat stuff. It's not that you can't have any fat, but just keep it light. Before your game, like one to three hours before, you want protein, carbs, and then you want to make sure you're drinking, you're staying hydrated, and not just water either. You get like some electrolytes or some salt in there or okay. something because if you're pissing a ton then you're just kind of flushing out yeah. stuff that you're going to need when you go perform. Yeah. So you can add some stuff. If you have the means to do that, do that. If not, you can just drink and water. When it's you fine. say salt, use like a pink, pink salt, Himalayan salt. Got, just better. Got more, yeah, it's got more minerals yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. It is just better. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Post game, like 30 to 90 minutes after your game, that's another time for like protein carbs. So keep it light on the fat again because you want to replenish the damage you just did. So when you're having, a, in terms of your pregame meal, when you have your big meal, I was always told three hours before the game to do that. Reflecting back on my career, that was too close. That was too close for me. 
So if you have like a seven o'clock game, somewhere between noon and two, I would say start there because if you don't eat enough, you can always add something in yep. before you play. Yeah. If you eat too much, you can't undo that. Now yep. that's sitting in you yep. for the game, right? So yep. err on the side of too little and then you can always add some in. And then touching on the carb point again, you don't need to do the crazy carb load before your game. You don't have to have two plates of pasta. You don't have to do that. If you're eating balanced meals in the days leading up and the morning of, you don't have to go crazy where you're in a food coma two hours before your game and you need to nap. That's not what you want, right? So start earlier than later with your big meal if you're going to have it. Yeah. And then if you need to add something in, you can add something in. Yeah. So that's all I got to say on that. If you want to know more, like specifically, we talked about it for that whole episode if you want to go back uh, to that one. So the last thing that I wanted to touch on is supplements because this is something that kids, especially around the 15, 16, 17-year-old age, start to talk about. They start to learn about steroids and stuff like steroids or not learn about it, hear about it and yeah. kids using it. And then they start to ask about supplements. I think that I think the mindset is I'm going to get results quicker yes. if I take, take stuff, creatine. Right. Pre-workout, pre-workouts, protein. protein. Uh, wh- why do you? What do you take? It. What do you drink it, Andy or yeah. Eric? Oh, it's these are amino acids. Oh, I need some. No, That's you right. might. Maybe you could, but it's it's the the foundation first, mm-hmm. right? That's right. So. That's exactly what I was going to say. So if you are looking at or you're interested in supplements, so this now goes into the top of our pyramid, supplemental nutrition, things that aren't necessary but might help. Yeah. Then the questions are just that. Is the supplement necessary? Number one. Is the supplement, is it safe? Number two. Yeah. Uh, is it effective? Does it actually work? Yeah. And then what situations is it appropriate to use the supplement in? Yeah. And these are things that when you're a kid, you don't know the answer to any of these questions yet. Right. So it's important that you actually go look for information and don't just assume that you need whatever supplement it is that you heard your buddy at the gym is using, right? So the, what I would say in general, before I get into some specifics about supplements is high quality supplements are very few and far between. Mm-hmm. There's very little research to support most of them. Yeah. There's some research or some good research to support a few of them. Yeah. And so certain countries have higher quality or uh, quality control. That's right. So like if it says that you get there's 10 grams of pro or 20 grams of protein per scoop, that might not be exactly right. not even close, mm-hmm. right? So That's right. You never know. So what I would say is unless you're a very advanced athlete or you have a specific condition or something that a doctor has said, yeah. then using supplements at all is not necessary. Yeah. So having said that, if you want to use them, I'm going to go through a couple things because I at least want you to have decent information if you're going to choose to do that. Because some kids now around, like pre-workouts in particular, I didn't start using a pre-workout until I was 20-something and and you you never even use it. So it's not necessary, but at least I'm going to give you some tips on what to look for. So I'm going to start with pre-workouts. So if you're looking for a pre-workout, there's five ingredients normally that are in pre-workouts that you're going to look for. And... For them to actually work, they need to be in there in a certain dose. So I'm not going to go over what the dosages for all of them are because it doesn't matter for the kids that we're talking yeah. to. So keep that in mind. If you're going to go buy a supplement, if you're going to go buy a pre-workout, most of the time, most brands of pre-workouts don't even have the requisite amount of each ingredient for it to be effective. Yeah. So the ingredients that are in the pre-workouts 
are researched to some degree and they do show effectiveness in certain ways, but only at certain dosages. So if you just go buy whatever pre-workout because it says intense focus and pump on the label, that does, it doesn't matter what they say on the label. If you look at how much of the ingredient is, is in the pre-workout and normally is not even the amount you need to get the effect that was shown clinically or through research. So keep that in mind. Like most of them actually don't even have what you need for it to be effective. Having said that, there's five ingredients. The first one is uh, beta alanine is what it's called. So it basically helps to control muscle fatigue. So it's called beta alanine. And that's the thing that'll give you that buzz on your lips if you've ever had a, a pre-workout. So that's an ingredient or it'll be something like that, which I'm not going to go through the list of ones that are like that. Another one is called uh, L-citrulline. So this is what increases, it's a precursor to nitric oxide. If you don't know what nitric oxide is, it just helps you dilate your blood vessels so you get more blood flow. And that helps with that feeling of when you're pumped. So if you ever do curls or bench press or whatever, and you feel it in your chest, that's blood flowing to the area. So L-citrulline is something that can, can help with that. And there's other variations of that ingredient also that could be in it. The other one is uh, uh, branch chain amino acids. A lot of times pre-workouts will have that, which is not a necessary supplement to have in the pre-workout at all, but usually just makes the scoop bigger. Like you'll have more powder yeah. in each scoop. Yeah. And previously, branch chain amino acids are, it's three amino acids of the group of amino acids you need to build protein. Yeah. And there's even, there's mixed research now that of the, if they even work, like now it's more on essential. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now it's yeah. more like essential yeah. amino acids, whatever, but yeah. it's a little more into the weeds, but it's yeah. not even necessary that you take them yeah. at all. Yeah. So that's, that's that. Then the next two, these are the two big ones. I saved these for last. So one is caffeine. So that'll be the stimulant part of most pre-workouts. And then the other one is creatine. Yeah. That's normally what's in every pre-workout. Those are the yeah. five. So for caffeine, this is why I don't recommend it to, especially teenagers, because if you start messing around with stimulants when you're a kid, it's not like it's going to kill you or anything, but it can start to mess with like how you're sleeping or how your mood is. Yeah or all these things that affect adults that take caffeine, yeah. cravings, this kind of stuff, kills your appetite, that's another one. But these are things that it affects adults as well. And when you're a kid and you're developing, do you need to have that affecting your hormones and your, how you're sleeping and, and all this kind of stuff? You don't, right. you right. don't. So if anything, if you're, I don't recommend that you take a pre-workout because you don't really need to, but if you are going to take one, if you're a teenager, I would try to get one that doesn't have a stimulant in it. So caffeine or anything like it, because it's just not necessary. You don't need yeah. that. So yeah. none of you guys drink coffee for the most part. Yeah. And you don't drink it because you don't need it. So you don't have to do that. Also, most of the kids, especially when you have school, you're working out after school. So if you're taking a big wad of caffeine yeah, at, at four o'clock, you're not sleeping. You're not going to go yeah. to sleep. It takes a best case for, unless you're a hyper responder to caffeine or you can break it down faster than most people. It'll take you at least eight hours to get rid of it, to, to get rid of it. Yeah. Or more. Just speaking on the caffeine. Yeah. So Charlie started drinking a little bit of coffee last year, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, cool. That's all right. I don't mind him having coffee in the morning and stuff. Uh, but what he also he started to enjoy the Tim Hortons um, iced coffee. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the kids are drinking the iced coffee. Cappuccinos, ca crappa frappuccinos, whatever, whatever they're called. I don't know. What are they called? Whatever. Doesn't matter. But anyways, the iced coffee. And I said, and it came out. I said, what, what is an iced coffee? He goes, just coffee with ice. I said, that's it? So I said, well, I looked at it. I said, well, why is it not black? Well, they put, like, so if you don't ask, you got to ask without it. So if you have just the coffee, you got the caffeine. Okay, that's that's one. But a lot of these, because this is where things could get hidden, right? If you're not paying attention. 
But what the other shit that's in the 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 iced coffees is they put the syrups and it's all basically it's all sugar and 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 what's uh, not food. Yeah. Right. Right. Just just a pile of shit. So you might be thinking you're having a coffee, but you're having a heck of a lot more than a coffee, yeah. and it's actually really really bad for you, really really fattening for you. So you can go from something that's five grams of uh, uh, or five calories to 280 that's calories right. or 380 calories by the yeah, and by the drink. And now yeah. you're just eating a pile of shit. Yeah, that's right. right. So like those are the things you got to be careful of. And uh, so I, I, that's one thing I don't recommend is going to the Tim Hortons. The Dun- if you're in the States, the Dunkin' Donuts, the Starbucks, and getting those fancy things because it's just loaded with crap. Yeah. And it's not, again, it's not that you can never have one if you, but we're talking about consistency, right? Yeah. We're talking about on a consistent basis, what are you having? So if you go have a iced coffee on a Saturday morning because you feel like having one, okay. But if you have one every other day or every five times a week or, or whatever, it's it's unnecessary calories that are doing nothing for yeah. you. Yeah. So uh, not not the best idea on top of what will happen if you're starting to mess around with stimulants and stuff like that. So yeah. just be aware of that. Then the last one is the creatine. So this is the, the favorite one that I get questions about from the teenagers that come in here. And yeah. none of them know what it does, which obviously yeah. not, yeah. which is fine. But the, the question that I get most often from the kids about it is, is it dangerous? Yeah. And just to clear the air on that, creatine is not a steroid. Yeah. It's not steroids. It's not. It's actually probably the most researched supplement that exists in the oh, fitness sure, industry. Yeah. And it actually yeah. it actually does what it says yeah. it does. Yeah. So do you need it? No. What does it do? It just helps you to circulate energy in your body. So it helps you not get as tired as fast. And it'll help. Sometimes it has uh, some water retention properties to it, depending on what what yeah. and how amount you're ta- what amount you're taking. So. In terms of the creatine thing, whether it's in a pre-workout or not, do you need it? You don't. Does it help? It does help. Is it worth the expense? Not necessarily when you're a teenager. It's not really something that is necessary. Yeah. But if you are to go get a supplement and you, th- what is the most worth it? I would say creatine is probably it. Yeah. That's probably the most worth it one. If you're yeah. going to take one, that would probably be the yeah. one over all the others that would be yeah. worth it. And you can just buy just pure creatine yeah. and that would be the most worth it for your money. Again, it's not necessary, but that's something that you can look at if you are really set on using supplements. So that's all I'll say on that. I'm going to get into the protein powders real quick. If you, unless you have something else to tell no. us on that. No, good. we're good. So for the protein powders now, cause this is, this is the next most popular after the pre-workout and, and creatine. So when you're going to get a protein powder, there's two types that you can get. And they both come from animals for the most part. You can buy like pea proteins and stuff like that. But for the most part, people don't usually use those. Normally, it's a whey protein or it's a casein protein. Those are the two. I couldn't think of that word yesterday, casein. So for the whey proteins, there's three different kinds that you can buy. One is uh, protein concentrate. So if you look at the tub that you're buying, it'll just say whey protein on it. And that's, it's just a concentrated source of protein that they pull out of. Normally, it's when they process milk or whatever from the cow, they pull it out. It's a lower fat. But it's also not just pure protein. There's other stuff normally in it. So it'll be anywhere from like 30 to 90% protein content per unit of measure that they're using. So that's what you're going to get if you get concentrate. Protein isolate, which is this what I like. Uh, this is my favorite kind of, of powder to buy. It's the same as the concentrate, except it's more processed. They pull out all the other stuff. I'm going to use the, the fancy terms, lactose and other yeah. fat products yeah. out of it. So normally it'll digest a little bit better because yeah. it has the lactose taken out. Some people have problems with that and it's a higher protein concentration. So it'll be like a 90% or so at a minimum. And that's normally why it's a little bit more expensive. 
and it digests faster because it's pre-processed. It, they've pulled more stuff out of it already, so it's closer to being digested. Yeah. And the last one is the most processed you get where it's literally considered pre-digested already. And they include that in, they, you normally can't buy that as just a powder. It's normally just in other products that you can buy supplements and stuff like that. So those are your three. My preference is for the isolate, but if you get the other concentrate kind, it's okay too. But it digests faster than the other type, which is, the, is casein. So casein, they both come from the cow, but it just yeah. digests slower. And I'm not without getting into the the details about it, weighs a better choice for building muscle and performance typically. Yeah. And that's probably because it digests faster and there's yeah. more reasons for that. So so that's all I got on the, on the supplement front. So I want to I wanna wrap it up because I've been going forever and talking a ton. So back to what you were saying when we started talking about this is when you're doing your when you're doing nutrition, anything, you first need to understand what is your goal? What are you trying to eat for? Yeah. Right. So if you're, if you're an athlete and you're trying to put on muscle or get bigger, that means certain, a certain type of diet is appropriate for you and you should be eating a certain way and all of that stuff. If you're mom and dad, that means you should be doing something else a certain way. If you're trying to be generally healthy and eat relatively clean, which every person should do, it's not going to be the, exactly the same as the athlete. But what's important is that the foundation is the same, yeah. right? The base of it is the same. Whether you're mom and dad, whether you're the athlete kid or whatever, the base should always be the same. So that's a, my my last little piece on that. We talked about tracking a bit, using stuff using stuff uh, like my fitness pal to keep t- some tabs for at least a period of time on what you're doing is a good habit. Journaling about it, writing about how you're feeling, paying attention to how you digest food. These are all things that are important. And then just my last little last little thing is you want to make the good choice, the easy choice when you're eating. So it's all about environment. So if you're mom and dad and you think your kid needs to eat properly, but you keep going and buying all kinds of crap, they're going to eat it. It's, it's in the house. A thousand percent. You know, happen. so you got to make, you got to try to make your environment. Just, there's no such thing as discipline when it's, when you got the environments, uh, the environments uh, bad. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to have discipline instead yeah. of trying to force yourself to have willpower, yeah. just don't have it in the house and then there's yeah. no choice. Right. Yeah. Uh, listening to your body talked about that and then work on like incremental improvements. You don't have to do everything at once. So if, if listening to this podcast is the first time you've ever heard anything about nutrition information, you don't have to go jump and do everything all at once. Yeah. Pick something that you can start doing that you haven't been doing. The protein yeah. is a good example because most people don't eat enough protein. Yeah. Start to have protein at every meal. Use our little measurement tip of your hand to, to make sure that you're getting enough protein. There's a good first step and yeah. then you can make the next step later, right? So you don't have to do everything at once. But just make sure that you're, you take this information, listen to it, especially if you're, if you're an athlete that's trying to perform. And, uh, and that's going to be your best bet as you get older and you start to get it to higher levels where it gets super, super competitive, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think when people, as far as the kids, when you work out, you want to see results. Yeah. That's the thing when, when it comes to nutrition is you want to see results, right? So the thing is, is your body's going to kind of be what it's going to be. Um, unless you like really, really, really dial in on eating too much or eating a lot of food to get bigger, but your goal, especially as a hockey player, is not your goal is not necessarily to get bigger. Right. Your 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 goal is to be efficient, and your body type will dictate a lot of it. And you want, and then the other thing is that if you if you take the summertime and you just bulk up, like you try to eat as much as you can to get as thick as you can, well, can you maintain that in the wintertime? Probably not. Yep. So that you want to create habits, and that's what Eric said about taking your foundation and your basics and setting a habit of, okay, for two, three weeks, I want to eat, you know, start building the blocks to have a foundational base of eating and then get used to that. And then it basically can just tweak that a little bit. And, um, the supplements, you know, 
it's sometimes it's a cool thing to do, cool thing to talk about. You know, going to a gym and you see someone take a scoop. You know, you see other kids go, "Wow, what's he take?" Like that's yeah. pretty cool. I want to take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a blue drink. That guy's got an orange drink. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just like the supplements are like honestly, the the more experience I have in this, it's like the less I care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you find something that works for you, that's fine. But the base, the base foundation of food is the most important by far. Mm-hmm. And like in the in the course I took, it was like the level one eating is good for the elite athlete, and it's also good for the the, the dad that uh, is just trying to keep some weight off or stay and stay healthy. And if you can, because it it's the basics, it's the it's your macronutrients, and then after that it gets gets very confusing. That's right. Well, so. and it's unnecessarily confusing. Like the the yeah. thing that I find is most people think they need to jump to the hyper detail before yeah. they have the base. Yeah. So. That's why earlier I was talking about that pyramid situation yeah. where it's like your foundation, then you have your performance yeah. feeling, then you have your supplements in that yeah. order of importance yeah. because I'll have kids come in here and talk about, do I need to take creatine? Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're eating Cheerios for breakfast and yeah. that's all. Or you went to, you ate out four times in the last two days. Yeah, right. It, you know, it doesn't matter now. It actually doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're not eating that base, if you're not doing level one, base of the pyramid, eating healthy, the supplements do not matter. No. And that's what they're called supplements. They supplement, yeah, they supplement the good, good things nutrition. you're already doing. That's right. right? Yeah. And that's that's like that with any any extra thing you're going to throw on top of what yeah. you're doing if you don't have the base. And yeah. and on on for that matter too, it comes down to other things like sleeping too. Like sleeping yeah. actually ends up being a huge part of your nutrition because yeah. if you don't sleep properly, yeah. you're not going to want to eat properly. That's right. Because everything's out of whack. Yeah. So it's like if you don't have that stuff dialed in, yeah. then don't come in asking about yeah. this or that or what extra thing I need to do or what specifically I need to eat around my game. It's like you need to get yourself yeah. in order with your basic habits first before you yeah. can do all this other stuff, right? You got to got to learn how to skate before you can play hockey, right? Yeah. So yeah. you need to have that base level first and yeah. don't get caught up on what other people are doing or the hyper details about nutrition or what supplement they're, you think yeah. they're taking or the fancy terms that people use about stuff like that. It's just all yeah. not necessary. Just get your foundation yeah. set and then you can work yeah. up from there. Yeah, and a couple little tricks. That I'm gonna. I'll be done. No, it's good. Yeah. A couple little tricks, though, is uh, is is be prepared. Like the last thing you want to do is wake up, be in a rush, and not not have your lunches or your your food ready. And just real simple things you can take on a Sunday, and you can you can um, boil six, twelve eggs. You don't have to eat them all tomorrow, but you, they'll last you for a few days. So that way, you know, you got okay. I got. You know, I, I'll get my breakfast in every day at least. I'll get three eggs in. Or you could, the night before you go to bed, you can take three, four eggs and fry it. That takes five minutes. Three, four eggs. Mm-hmm. So now you know you got some protein that's going to hold you over for a certain amount of time. Just little things like that. Um, if your parents, you know, you got to ask your parents, like obviously, most of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, is, is it okay, mom, if we, if we make, uh, you know, six extra chicken legs or six extra pieces of chicken for the week so I can take it to school, chop it up, throw it in a salad, like have a pre-made salad, like different things like that to prepare yourself to make it easy. And uh, this is what I find as an adult too, is I always make sure that I have, and you, you, we're the same, you're a little bit more, you eat more than I do. But um, when when I'm in a hurry or... Like you said, you, you, if you have to have a choice, you want to make it a good choice. So if I'm in a hurry and I, uh, we did, maybe didn't do groceries the night before, we're out of town, and then we, I didn't prepare for Monday or Tuesday, then I, I try to eat well. I do eat well, but I don't know what I'm getting if I have to go t- take out. I don't know. 
a salad dressing could be like shitty oil. Um, if I ask for chicken, like I always ask for chicken or steak on it or whatever, but is it enough? So I like to be in control of what I'm eating. I don't really like to eat other people's stuff because yep. I know what's in it, right? But if you just come prepared, so I know I'm going to work like Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm going to be here till 8.30 at night uh, or 9 o'clock at night. And I'm here at 6 in the morning. So I go, okay, I need enough food for those three days. So what we do as a family is we always cook uh, a lot, like a couple different things on Sundays typically so that I got we get through three days. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I don't like to eat the same thing every day. Oh, shut up. Yeah, Just, you, it's not about, and the other, that's the other thing. It's not food. And nutrition is not necessarily about it has to taste the best and it's got to be so good because not because it's just that's not the importance of food. Food is like to give you energy and to perform. Having said that, eating nutritionally, actually, I I, I can't go any other way. Eating junk tastes like shit to me, right? So you, you, you build the tolerance up for it, but when you're eating, just you, you can't look at it like it's the end all, the be all to life as far as enjoyment. Yeah. You just need to eat. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing is, is that I found is for me now, uh, even though I'm very active, I don't eat as much as I used to because I feel like I, paid att- I pay attention to the, the fullness signs and all that kind of stuff. But for a kid, you know, you have to get your stuff and you got to get it in. So have it with you at all times because if it's not there, what, ha- what happens is that when it's not there and you're hungry, then you're then you'll eat anything. Yeah. If you eat anything, those are bad things. Yeah. And, not, well, yeah. and on on Sundays, I do the same thing where I'll cook for the week, so I have my food ready in the in the Tupperware is here, and so every time I'm hungry, I have a good choice that's easy. Yeah. It's easy for me because it's already there. I can just get it, get it heated up. It's ready to go. I don't have to make anything. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to go. It's easier than going to buy something. Yeah. You know, it's easier than that. Yeah. So that's huge. Then just the other things that you were saying um, about, I, I use this as like a way to try to change the framing people have about food because it bugs me that not like I'm so mad about it, but people, people eat for maximum mouth pleasure. Yeah. That is what people feel like without ever having saying, said that to yourself. It's like, you think you need to eat for maximum mouth pleasure. That's the reason why you think you eat. Yeah. And that's not why you eat. You eat so that you can perform, and perform doesn't mean being a hockey player necessarily. It could right. be at your job, with your kids, yeah. whatever. You want to feel good so that you can yeah. do your life tasks feeling good. That's yeah. the point of eating. Yeah. And if you realize that, and that's a value that you have, then clean food, which doesn't mean bland, plain chicken and broccoli. That's not what that means. It actually tastes good because you also feel good. Yeah. So try to change that framing. Like, does this taste optimal in my mouth? Is it... Yeah. As good in my mouth as a brownie? No, it's not. But is it still good? Does it still pass the threshold of good? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. So that's fine. Well, for example, so today I was going to bring extra food, but I knew I was going to be done early. So I time, you know, after this podcast, I'm going to eat before I go home. Because if I wait to go home, that's going to be another hour and a half, two hours, and then I'm going to be hungry. And then when I get home, the first thing I'm doing, I'm going to go in the, the jar of nuts, and I'm going to eat a handful of nuts. And then I'm going to... Uh, heat up my food and stuff while I'm waiting. So I'm going to put in whatever extra calories. So what I, I could have brought extra food today, but I said, no, I got enough here to get by. I don't even like this shit. No, not this shit. So when I was coming yesterday, I said, just in case I'm hungry at the end of the day, I think I have enough food. Uh, I was, I didn't really have enough time to get eggs or anything done. So I said, I'm just going to grab a can of tuna. I don't like a can of tuna. If you eat a can of tuna, it's not, I don't say it's gross, but it's dry and it's, there's no pleasure. Yeah. Right. 
but I looked at it as it's lean protein. Okay. And I knew I was going to have leftover. I've got a little bit of rice left mixed with tons of vegetables. Yeah. So I'll take that I, in about 15 minutes. I'm going to take that tuner, throw it in the rice, heat it up, and it's going to be real good. Yeah. The, the, the good tasting rice with vegetables is going to eliminate the average to shit taste of plain tuna. Right. And it'll be a really good meal. Yeah. Now, and it's not a ton of it, but it's going to sustain me till I go to Guelph tonight. Yeah, that's right. Good. Yeah. And, but and it's there. It's here and it's good and it's good food. And then the last thing I want to say, and then I'll stop now because holy hell. Yeah. Um, Four o'clock. Honestly, when you're eating your meals, try to include all three of the macros at each. So have protein, have fat, have carbs at every meal. And that that's a really good on top of like, if you're going to do your first step is make sure you have protein at every meal. Step two is make sure you always have all three at every meal. Yeah. That's a good thing to do because you're just going to feel better. Your body's going to function better if you do that. And I think yeah. that's a good rule of thumb to, to finish on. Make sure you got all three. Really make sure you got your protein, but then make sure you're hitting all three. You don't have to cut things. You don't have to eliminate things. You don't, we're not doing keto. We're not doing the low carb. We're not doing vegan. We're not doing any of this shit, right? Just eat like a normal person, eat balanced. And as an athlete, you have to do that anyways. So just get into the habit of doing that, yeah. you know? Yeah, and don't smack and don't bang the utensils off your teeth and don't <laughs> keep your mouth closed and don't have shrapnel all over a place. Like, eat like a human. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to okay. shut it off now. Okay, okay bye, guys.